Hey, I am the Rock and a Podcasting Charles McFall. Trying to do the live video along with the podcast recording today. And here's what this show is all about. A little Kevin Smith storytelling. You know, the naughty sauce is put on top of there. Tony Robbins motivation meets Jim Swilly truth telling and soul searching. And that's what I'm going to give you today. Now, I'm doing this impromptu. I'm getting the video out there and it's... It, Gives me, it's giving me a little bit of grief. Uh, I am doing uh, the audio, of course, which is going just well, just fine. And here's my thing. You don't know this because we, Mike and I, we, we make sure to have the shows put together in a way that if I needed to take a break or something went wrong, sometimes Mike's not around, uh, we can have shows in the can ready to go. And it's been about three weeks since I've done a live show or done a show, period, for Rock Out of Podcasting. And that's important for the topic today because I'm going to ask the question because this is impromptu. It's a Thursday afternoon. I, at 4 o'clock, I don't know if anybody's going to be able to watch. It, it's a bad time for basically everybody to get involved with this show right now. But it's what I have. It's the time I have. I have to make myself do it. The question of the day is, universally, why go on with something if everything else takes priority? Is it really important to you? Is it really your favorite show? Is it really the favorite thing that you do right now if everything else takes priority? And that's the question to myself today. Again, I, I threw it out to Mike and to Nolan and to Chris and Angie and, and, and Carl to say, hey, you know, it's here. Here's the link. I don't know if you have time, but I just have to go. I have to do. Cause so here's the, here's the backstory to all that. This is how this goes, right? We'll kick back, relax. Oh, if you see right over my shoulder, it's this cool thing I was trying to do that the camera's not picking up very well. But that's my logo on, you know, digitally on a, a decorative monitor behind me uh, i've cleaned up the studio it looks much nicer i don't have a, a ton of toys and piled up behind me because they weren't displayed correctly they were just piled up so i actually got my studio cleaned up and it looks nice and if you are listening to the podcast going i can't see these things why are you talking about the vision when i release the show sometimes it's a little behind because i'm handling everything but the audio production on the show mike is doing the audio production on the show and doing it well and he gets to produce but then i have to publish it i'm putting up the notes and when it comes to the video i'm doing patreon videos as well to go with it so you can be here live if you're a patron go to rock forward slash support i think it is uh and patreon stuff's there uh, but you can also go to patreon.com forward slash rock out of podcasting and support and you'll be there live you get the live links and you'll get the extra video at the end so i have to cut just a podcast video out and then put that up on youtube so you can have it to see so there you go if you're listening to the podcast you can watch on youtube as well for three weeks, man, I haven't I haven't done a single rock out of podcasting. And to a point it's been bothering me. But let me let me tell you all the story behind it. Schedules have changed, things have gotten tougher as far as, as, as energy wise. I mean, I'm always doing something. I've picked up some new hustles, I'm doing some great things on the side. The network is taking off and it's getting more traction and more attention, which means more work. And I'm loving this problem, right? I'm loving having to do more work. The, the network's taking off. We're doing game nights. You know, Giant Size Team Up Network is the network I co-founded with Brian Abbott and Paul Klotz, and I pretty much run the day-to-day -day business on it because I have the time. I have the energy. I have the ability. Not that, screw it. I'm just going to say what I want to say, and my partners understand. I, I run the day-to-day -day of it because that's where my heart is. That's what I bring to the table for this partnership. And there's a lot more work going on with that. Again, I've got a couple of new side hustles that are adding more work and, and bringing in more money. And that's great, uh, but it takes time and energy. 
and late nights and early mornings and, and still have all the family stuff going on and, and trying to have a date with my wife. We realized the other day that as of this recording, the last date we had was, I believe, in October, late September, early October, when uh, Doctor Strange came out. And we went opening weekend because of the network, and I get to do those kind of things. It's fun. That was the last time we had a date because starting mid-November, right before Thanksgiving, a ton of family health issues hit. And it's been ongoing ever since then. And we realized the other day we hadn't had a date in a while. And thanks to DragonCon, one of my other side hustles right now, volunteer. Don't get paid for DragonCon, but I get to really help and work and do things with Brian Dunaway. But thanks to being a volunteer at DragonCon, I got a free date day with my wife. We went to Dave & Buster's. I had a great time with, with the DragonCon crew. And they fed us and gave us game passes and, and lots of great stuff. And I, I really... We really needed that, enjoyed that. Uh, then another one of my, my hustles, I work for Jim Brewer, and he came to town, so we got to go see his show, uh, and he let us in uh, for free, and that was amazing. So we got to do that, and happened to be in the town where my parents lived so they could watch the kids, you know, everything universally lined up. So within two days of each other, we got to have two dates, and that was really, really cool. And then we're planning to go to the Guardians tomorrow. And here's the thing. Mike and I, the time has changed. So we were doing this at 10 a.m. on Wednesday mornings. And that's what worked for me, and that's what had been working for me. Mike was only an hour behind or two hours behind, so it was, it was good for him. It was him to get up. We ha- he and I would have coffee together. We'd talk, and and really connect, and then get the show started about an hour later after ten, you know, so about eleven a.m. Eastern, and we'd have everything set up, go live, and he'd set me off right. He'd give me my my topic of the day, and we'd go. And that worked. And sometimes I'd go long and he'd have to do his day job. And sometimes it, he'd still be able to stick around. It was all good. And it was a great thing. Well, then time changed for him. You know, uh, he's in Arizona. And I can't. I think they don't do time change. So when we did the spring forward, it became three hours difference. So now he's struggling to wake up and get up and get his coffee. And life and business was getting me down. It's like, hey, we got to try a different night, you know, a different time. And that wasn't working out, moving the time. Then simply became I forgot I mean I would literally look at my calendar didn't have it written on my calendar and I go oh okay I can sleep in and I would sleep in and I'd wake up to a message of Mike going hey you want to do the show today like yet <laughs> I just came off of doing another show where it's clean so I might have to force the cussing until it becomes natural just for you guys <laughs> but uh, uh yeah I'd wake up to a message from him going hey man I'm here I was like, I, I, I 100% forgot about the show that I love, right? The thing that feels the most important to me. And that happened week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do it. And then the next week, something came up. And we had to, we, I was like, all right, we'll get together on such as today. And we didn't because I forgot and my, my schedule's busy. Third week came up. And I, I've lost track of my weeks, to be honest. It could have been four weeks, as far as all I know. But, you know, this particular week that we're in, something was was told to me that was going to happen on Wednesday morning, and it was going to conflict with Rock God. And I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll try to do it anyway. We'll see what happens. And the th- I didn't sleep good Tuesday night. I don't know what the deal was. I woke up exhausted. I woke up early. Wednesday morning, I came down, I cleaned up the studio, got it ready. I was going to have a guest in the studio, and it just didn't work out uh, for that. So 
I ended up going back to bed. I mean, I was just dragging through my day, couldn't do anything, just miserable, and ended up crashing and going back to bed for a couple hours. And it, it helped some, but I still, after even taking a couple of hours, two, two and a half hours nap, solid deep sleep nap in the afternoon, I was still in bed by midnight last night. And I texted, I messaged Mike, I said, hey, Friday morning, let's go full rock on on this thing. Let's, let's just, we're going to go full rock on Friday morning. He's all right. Totally forgetting, me, totally forgetting that I already had plans with my wife to go see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 Friday morning, first thing, so that we could beat the crowds, get it, you know, knocked out for the first opening weekend, so then I can do the panel, you know, <laughs> I hate my life, I have to do homework where I have to go to see a movie, and that I enjoy, and I have to go study it so I can do a panel and do a podcast on it. <laughs> Love my life. So I, I was like, crap. I remember this morning, I told Mike, I got to cancel Rock God Friday because I forgot about Guardians. And I'm thinking, and I'm asking myself, and I'm telling people when I'm promoting, when I'm on other shows, my favorite thing, my favorite show right now, of course, Giant Size Team Up Network. Find me there because all the shows I'm guessing on are geek shows. And I'm getting there because of my geek cred with Dragon Con and my geek cred with Breaking the Panel and my geek cred with Giant Size Team Up Network. So I'm obviously, you know, yes, I'm a co-founder with Paul Klotz and Brian Ibbett. On, I almost call him Brian McKnight. I have no idea why. <laughs> he doesn't play the piano and sing me ballads. Well, he, he might play the piano, but he sure doesn't sing me love ballads. So he's no Brian McKnight, but Brian Ibbett. And I'll, I'll talk about that. And I'll talk about breaking the panel with Chris Wisdom and, and Paul Klotz and, and how to check us out there every week. And if you want to know more about me, man, my favorite show. Now, this is how I'll phrase it. My favorite thing I'm doing right now, rockgodapodcasting.com. Kevin Smith storytelling, Tony Ross motivation, just really truth telling, all in a fireball package that is me. Go check it out. And you know when I'm having these regret moments, this this is all literal. I mean, I, I this is this is all literal. This has happened over the last month. I've been missing recording days for my Quotey Fingers favorite show, and I'm looking at these messages. Nothing condemning from Mike. Mike's just I'm here. I got you, and I'm reg- I'm like, oh my god, I fucking forgot. My show again. It's like forgetting to show up for your kid's recital that you told them you'd be there for. It's like forgetting to take out, take out the trash that you promised your wife you'd take out for two days and have it. And I focus on those things. You know, I've learned those lessons. I want to make sure that I'm taking care of my wife and making my house. My house needs to be just as important as my best podcast. And I've worked hard to do that. And, I mean, I'm there for Pokemon Go. I've got it on the calendar. I've got it in my brain. I've turned down money jobs to keep Pokemon Go because that's what I want to do. Because there's a another question that goes with this. First question to me for myself is, why carry on if your actions are saying this isn't what you love because you're ignoring it? The other question is, what kind of life do you build for yourself? What do you chase? Where, you, where are you putting your energy? If it ain't in the show you love, where the fuck are you putting it? So I'm going to tackle both of those. So I'm, I'm, I'm carrying this weight. You know, I'm thinking about it. And I'm telling you, I mean, I'm at my coffee station making my first cup of coffee and kind of mentally one eye open, staring at my message on my phone going, oh, and that voice, that still small voice in my head, that that's the inner me, right? The true me says, is it really your favorite show, your favorite thing that you do if you're forgetting it, if you're not living and breathing it every day? Now, obviously, I love podcasting. I love being a podcaster. I love helping people with podcasting. That's, I mean, I live and read that every single day. Every day, I'm helping somebody somewhere with a podcast. If I'm not doing one my own on my own microphone, uh, I'm helping somebody somewhere doing one. So that's, that's obviously true. 
Okay. There's no argument. You love, you're a professional podcaster. You love podcasting. You get paid. I do. I get paid to do some podcasts. I'm a professional podcaster. Okay. Well, every day, man, I am checking with my wife. I try to try to go. This is what's happened some Wednesdays, too, is, I go, hey, babe, I can get up in the morning with the boys, which is 630 in the morning. I can get up with the morning with the boys. You can sleep in. You got nothing on your calendar. I'll, I'll, you, I'll do that for you. You can sleep in because I can get out with the boys. It's been under an hour getting them ready, taking one to school, coming back, getting another one up because uh, Oakland is 12. He walks to school. Uh, so all I have to do is get him up and he's good on his own. And by 7.20 something, I'm back in bed asleep, right? So less than an hour up, I can go back to sleep, and I'll sleep till lunch or whatever. Because I've got nothing else to do on Wednesday, baby. I'm going to take care of you. Well, I love my wife, and I love my family. Yeah, I live and breathe that every day. I'm out there making money, doing the side hustles. Even when I'm exhausted, I'm trying to make sure I get my work. I got a huge whiteboard that I write my stuff that's due on it. You know, the stuff I need to do, the projects, the things that my, my clients are waiting for. Uh, the things that my network needs, the things that I need to do, my wife needs. I've got all that stuff on a board. And a dry erase board, so I can erase as it's cleared off. I make sure even when I'm tired, I'm trying to clear stuff off that board. So, yeah, love my family. You live and breathe that every day. But you say you love doing the rock out of podcasting. You say you, you think this is the most important show you've ever done in your life and that this is the one that really is going to change the world. But you forget it. Is that really, truly important to you? If you're ignoring it. And, and that's the truth. That's something I've been through so many times in my life. That's how I saved my marriage. How I saved my, stopped myself from destroying my marriage, maybe is a better way to put that, is I had too many of those moments. I love you, baby. I love you. Yeah, you say you love me, but then you went and, and spent negative $30 on an account on some bullshit you wanted to do. Yeah, you say you love me, but you, you quit. You, you, went, you went and signed up for $11,000 of debt to go to a school online for this this idea that you have to get you out of EMS without talking to me. I did that. So I had too many of those moments in my life that I went, I am going to say you're number one. The family's number one. Nothing is worth shit if, I, if you ain't here, if you're not doing it with me, if, you're, if you don't believe in me, if, if you're going to leave me. Not that she ever threatened that, but that's, that's the overarching threat of destruction, right? If you make everything but the person you love important, then you're going to lose them. And maybe you don't love them. Not more than yourself or more than whatever you're putting your time into. And that's the thing as human beings. I've probably said, that might be the title of the show, and that's the thing. Because I've said it so many damn times. But here's, here's the gist when it comes to what we love. You will make time and energy. And I meant that. I know science energy can be neither created nor destroyed or ma yeah energy can be yeah i think that's right energy can be neither created nor destroyed it's just transferred it's harnessed it's harvested uh you will make energy you'll make time you'll make the effort for the things you truly love guys who watch football girls who watch football there's no need to be sexist here no need to be gender specific people who love football Sunday afternoon is their their time. Sunday night is their time. Leave them alone. It's football season. Season ticket holders. They will go to every game because that's that's what they do. It is important to them to be there for their team. My wife, the kids are very important to her, and she will be at every. <sighs> My youngest son is in pre-K. Pre-K. It's not even a school program. 
it's a Georgia State funded program that does prepare them for school and 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 daycares have it you know they have pre-k programs churches have pre-k programs uh this particular one is through the school system but they're not officially part of the school it's a weird thing he had my my pre-k five-year-old son had two award ceremonies i went to neither of them because their biggest horse shit show ever it's dumb and he didn't expect me to come he didn't care that i didn't come now, of course, he thinks he's the shit that he got an attendance award or that he got, you know, happiest kid award or whatever. And that's cool. Not taking that away from him. Feel proud of yourself. I ain't going to that shit show. It's stupid. You're, you're five. You did nothing to earn an award. And we could have that talk in a whole different episode about parenting and about investing in your kids. Because I, I do invest in my children. I try to teach them the realities of life in a good way, that they are powerful, that they are world rockers, that they are going to bend the universe to their will. I am a rock god. My wife is a domestic goddess. We are gods among men, and our children are gods as well. They will change the universe. And so I try to empower them. <laughs> I'm laughing at the voice I did. Gods among men. <laughs> I made myself laugh there. But I do try to invest in them. That's a whole different show. I'm talking about us ourselves and what we love so my wife is very invested in the kids and she will do everything she can to be there at every ceremony at every dance at every recital at every game of everything and not only that it really makes her happy it makes her have purpose in her life to go and find things for them to do it's coming up on summertime right june is officially summer for schools the end of uh, end of this month schools let out June and most and most of July is is Quotey Finger summertime. So she's already on board looking at the churches. Well, who's got the vacation Bible schools? Who's got their schedules up? Let me start scheduling because the kids love going to those things. They love going to the vacation Bible schools, and it's free, and it's something for them to do and interact with other people and learn crafts and learn stories, and it gives them a perspective on the Bible that most of the time I don't agree with. That I disagree with, I guess is a better way to say it, but it gives me the opportunity to share what I believe with them. Much like when you send in your questions to the show, maybe I want to talk about something that's really, really heavy in your life, but I, it's not an impetus. I don't have that trigger to go, Oh yeah, I went through that. Let me talk about the importance of what I went through and how I can help you out with that until you ask. And that's why I let my kids go to these church functions because they'll learn stories. I think some of them are bullshit, to be honest with you. Some of the, I mean, let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. Human beings will put their shit and their spin on everything. And the story, I'm going to make this up, but let's say the story of Jonah the whale. Jonah the whale is about gays and how God hates gays. Whoa, the fuck is not. What? Is, so, but I have that opportunity when, when my son and my daughters, because my uh, Oakland's too old to go now. When my, my youngest son, my two daughters, go and they come back and go, Dad, you 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 said everybody's a human being and that we can love who we want to love and and that being gay is okay and and. Well, I personally don't understand the transgender thing of feeling you're the opposite sex. It's yours to deal with. It's yours to be who you are. I've got no condemnation. It's none of my goddamn business is the bottom line. But beyond that, if you want to know my opinion, I don't understand, but that's okay. I don't have to understand to say you're a person and I accept you for who you are and go do what you need to do to be happy. And I teach that to my kids. So when my kids come back and say, you said it's okay 
for people to be gay, but but they said God hates gays. Well, then I can have a, a conversation with my kids about religion versus faith, and I can have a conversation with them about, well, sometimes people force what they think onto you. You need to figure out what you believe. Here's what dad believes. Here's what mom believes. Here's how I got to my belief. And, yes, I want you to believe the same way. But you you have – here's some tools to help you figure out what you think because just carrying my belief is going to be shit for them too, right? So that's that's my wife. So she truly loves doing things for the kids. She lives and breathes that all the time. She truly loves helping people. She lives and breathes that all the time. But if you say, yeah, I love my kids, but you're at work 80 hours a week. You're never at any of their events. Uh, you say you love your wife. And that's for me. I'm a heterosexual male. I, I have a wife that I've loved for, we've been married for 16 years. So for 17 years, I've loved my wife. You know, I, I love her more today than I ever have before. So that's my, that's my sexual gender relationship definition. Okay. That's, so the stories I'm going to tell are, are males to wives for the most part, but it is fluid to any partnership, to anything that you love. So I don't know why I'm feeling this today about being clear about, because on my other show I had to say about I'm not sexist. Uh, I use guys for both sexes. It's, it's a generic term for me. Like dude is in California. Dude can be used for anything uh, there. And I, I'm just feeling that clarification today, so I'm putting it out there. But when you say you love something, you're, as a human being, your actions truly will take you to what you love. So even when my wife's exhausted, she will take the kids to a camp. She will take the kids to a vacation Bible school. When sports enthusiasts have all kind of stuff going on, they will go to the game instead. That's their thing. They have season tickets. You know, they have the NFL pass on DirecTV or whatever it is. You know, what you love, you will be there for. When you pick up the phone and I love my son, and you pick up the phone's ringing, you're like, ah, I don't want to deal with that. Well, maybe you do love your son, but it's not a priority, right? Because there, there's some mothers who and fathers who, oh, what's wrong? Answer the phone instantly for everything. Um, there's some who don't. Uh, let me get back into my story because I'm kind of wandering out here. So how how can you say Rock Out Podcasting is the most important thing in your life as far as podcasting, the most important show you do, your favorite show, and three to four weeks straight, you not only forget, you jig it around, you move it, you you schedule other things in on top of it instead. And that's why I decided to do this thing in the afternoon. It's like, no, it is important. God, God damn it. It is important. And I'm going to do it right now. And I'm going to make it work as best I can. And today's topic is is dealing with that. Because... I will I will jump on and do some editing for a client before I will download the video and and fix it for myself. It I don't know, it's an energy thing, it's a time thing. It's I am a person who needs a team. I love teams. I love having the knowledge and being able to fend for myself, so not helpless, right? I I am helpful. I can survive. I can do this. But I love having specialists who get what I do. Man, I got to tell you Chris wisdom one of the best because he gets what we do in the giant size team up network across the board. I mean, he just gets it and he has this ability to be professional, to be a part of it, 
Like he is a co-host on Breaking the Panel. He's a third of that show. He can be a part of it and still come back with a fan's perspective of what a fan would get out of the show and write the notes to that fan. And it, it blows me away every time the notes that he does. Like this is so, this is so fan service. It is amazing. Is what geekdom is all about. And and when I do it. I, I don't do fan service. I do contact. I do connections. So when I do the notes, which I'll be doing for the next two months after this week, because he's going to be out on, on maneuvers or some, some something that's taking him out for six weeks, I'm going to be doing the notes for Pokemon Go podcast and for breaking the panel. And those notes are going to be, hey, this is me. I'm contact. I'm giving you a different aspect of the show, a different aspect, a different level of me, a different connection to me through these notes. And I'm going to write good notes, but they're going to be different because I do connection. I do the human connection thing. That's what my specialty is. His specialty is fandom and fan service. And what he gets out of things, he knows how to turn around and put back into it. And it's amazing. And that's what I need, honestly, for Rock God. I need a good team. I need uh, – Mike is amazing. He does the edits well. He he puts things together. He puts the beginning and the end, and he made the music, and he, he puts the question together. He does that very well. He produces it very well. Uh, then I, I'd love to have a, a show notes person who gets what I'm doing, maybe adds their spin on the message, maybe listens to it and gets something out of it, and in the notes puts what they got out of it as in show notes for the show, giving you another aspect of the show. I'd love to have a video editor to take it to say, okay, you know, I've got the the video. Thanks, you know, because I can send a link. I can you know let them have access, whatever I need to do. And they go, yeah, I got it. All I, I what I really shine best at on the podcast part of it is bringing the entertainment to the table, the stories, getting behind the mic, and being the personality and doing what I do, and putting putting together an amazing show. That's my strength, and that's where I need. I'd love to get back to here with this show is. All the other stuff I can do, I have been doing, you know, promoting it myself. I'm doing my notes myself. I'm going in and doing the videos myself. Uh, but it'd be great to have that help because then it's a, a much, it's a team. It's, I don't know, there's something about energy that comes with a team, the people who get it, that just makes it more powerful. You know, it, it's just, it's, it's amazing that way. And uh, that's something that would help. But, I can still do it. Honestly, if it's important, who gives a shit, right? If it's important, you're going to do it. I will do the, I hate doing dishes. I hate doing dishes, but I will do the dishes. If I know my wife's busy and I see it needs to be done, the trash, you know, I try to stay on top of that, taking it out when it's full without ever being asked because it's important to my wife to never have to ask. Now. Yeah. Sometimes she'll mention, Oh, Hey, if you don't mind, will you get it? That's a life. That's a partnership. That's a team. Right, you're you're being there for each other, but I really I will make it an effort to do these things. Uh, when my wife she hit me this morning, you know she's like, "Hey, would you get the boys?" And that's hard. You know when you're planning for it, you'll set your alarm. You're mentally ready to get up. It's it's one thing, but when she gets up and not you know shuts her alarm off and then lays back down and, and I kind of fall back asleep and then I kind of get that nudge and oh, you on the boys. She's not whining. It's just that sleepy voice is all I'm trying to really do. It's a sleepy voice. When she does that, it's difficult to get up. It's difficult not to be annoyed. And also, I got to thinking about this morning. I'm not annoyed at her. I want to help her. I'm annoyed that she's so exhausted 
that she can't get up. It plays into, I think it plays into other issues that I have carried with me as a kid uh, with sleep, all sleep related. And, and I mean, that's one of the things I've harped on her forever is make better decisions, go to bed, be in bed early, sleep in when you can take naps. You rest. <laughs> Daniel Tiger says rest is best. Rest is best. Uh, <laughs> so, but it's true. You got to take care of yourself and that's, that's a hard thing to do. And, but physically, it's easy for me to just get up, take take care of the kids, and come back to bed. No problem. And I do that. But why can I? Why am I not having that same? Sure, you know what? Let me let me do this video because it's needed. The video needs to be out there because Google fucking searches it. People like to see things. They like to have that connection, that energy. They like to be there. Uh, why? It's not that hard for me to edit the video because really, I'm just cutting the tail off. I will, I actually prepped this thing, and I'm actually going to start prepping it now. I actually prepped my broadcast to make it easy to cut off. So that when I end the, the podcast part of the show, I fade to the logo, give it a few seconds so it's easy to cut, fade back out of the logo, and do an intro for the Patreon part. So it's not like you have to do all this editing and cutting and mastering. It's now, here's the intro, there's the show. Okay, there's the cut, drop that out, render it, you're done. So I, I just find myself not doing it. And why? I don't know if I'll get to the answer of the why right now, but I will say this. The fact that it's on my mind a lot, the fact that I still have no problems introducing myself as a rock guy on podcasting, and I love that, and still see the effects it's had on my inner circle, the people who surround me, the people that I send this private link out to, uh, the patrons, seeing the effect it has on me when I do the EMS show, and I get to start talking about stuff that you don't normally talk about on EMS, which is teaching compassion, teaching uh, uh, heart stuff where we learn medicine, we learn mental skills, we can memorize drug dosages, but we don't get taught heart stuff. We don't get taught communication. When I, I had that moment today, I, I did the EMS and I got to really share these things and it just fired me up. And I was like, you know what, right now I ended up showing, I'm going to flip over. I'm going to do rock out podcasting because we're going to make time for what we love. So then the other question is, well, I, oh, I, I brought this up when I mentioned Pokemon go and I've turned out some money. If you truly love something, if you really believe it's the future, if you're working on the twofold man, right, the twofold person, the now person and the future person, and sometimes we're working on the threefold person, the past shit that we're dragging with us, the person that we hate, that we pretended to be, that has all the damage, you know, we're dealing with that too. So you got the past person, the now person, the future person, and when you're when you're Dealing with all three of those things, it can it can get you. It can throw you off because the now person has to pay the bills. In my situation, I'm the breadwinner. My wife takes care of me. She takes care of my family. She takes care of her family. She gives in a human level of taking care of people. That's what she does right now. My job is to in, enable that. By saying, I will take on all the work and I'll pay the bills to keep the roof overhead, to keep food on the table, to, to keep everything going. And so that's that's what I do. But is that who I, I always want to be? Well, okay, yes. I always want to support my family, right? I always want my wife to be happy and comfortable and be able to do what she does. So that's that was a, a, a misstep in that question. Do I always want to be the guy who says money, 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 money? Because I found myself doing, I had a conversation with my wife not that long ago going, I'm having a very 
difficult time making myself relax. And that's played into these past couple of weeks where I'm not doing the show. I'm so exhausted because I was always turning on Lyft when I had a spare moment to drive to earn some money. Uh, I have a, a tech gig. I guess I can talk about it. That's no problem. Blueberry. I work with Blueberry uh, as a contractor doing some tech support with, with Blueberry.com. A huge podcast host. Uh, they've been around forever. Them and Lipson are the two oldest podcasting companies out there, hosting and otherwise. Uh, I've known Ty Cochran and Rob Walsh for a very long time. I happened to find an opening with Todd, and I'm enjoying working over there uh, doing tech support. But that's the thing that anytime I'm on my laptop and internet, I can do, do, check, uh, you know, check to see if they need me to answer some some tickets. Uh, my job is mostly on the weekends, but I can help out when it gets busy. And and Mike has told me, Mike uh, Dell has told me that I could jump in anytime. Uh, I try to be respectful of the hours. I, there's uh, there's Sean Thorpe who who does stuff as well, and he was there first. I'm, I want to be very respectful of him and how he opened the door for me to be there, basically, because only because I saw him doing it for well over a year. I went, hey, you know what? I, I, he seems to really enjoy it. I've known him for a while, and they seem to be a good company to work with. Because uh, just because you know somebody doesn't mean it's a good company to work with necessarily. Uh, one does not equal the other, right? It, it's it's a split effect there. But they, but from the way he acted and the way he talked, they seemed to be great to work for. So I decided to reach out to Todd and say, hey, if you have any openings, you know, I'm looking to do just about anything. And when he had the need, he hit me up and everything worked out. And now I get to do that. But it, it's that even though I try to respect their space, it's that ability. Literally, I have the ability that any time I sit still, I can open up the webpage and see if there's some work to do and earn some money. Right, I have a client that I'm doing a podcast for. I've, I've got another client that I'm managing all the web stuff for. So it's always, I always have these abilities to hustle. I'm having a very difficult time making myself relax. And you've heard me preach on that topic of take care of yourself. You got to rest. You have to relax. You have to find that downtime. And I, I had that conversation with Aaron about it. I've been trying to do more. I, I finally finished up uh, Tomb Raider, uh, or, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, rather. And that's the second one in the reboot series, and loved it every second of it. Finally, you know, beat that game, and, and I'm I'm making myself watch some more TV in the mornings, and not just jump right into work. Uh, we have a fire pit that I'm taking advantage of at night uh, when I have a night off after a show, whatever. We'll go out and sit out there for a couple hours, and those are things that are needed. But all this played into ignoring Rock God because you get saturated, and Rock God of podcasting is the one I feel is most important. It is the one that I do love doing the most because I just get to run on what I want to talk about. And I feel like it's important, not because my stories are the most important, but because I, feel, I, I started podcasting with the notion that I can't be the only one out there going through this bullshit. Statistically speaking, I feel alone like nobody goddamn understands me. But statistically speaking, somebody out there has to, go, has to have gone through something similar. And because there was nobody out there talking about it, that's why I started bear crawling. That's that's been my successful path into podcasting is is because others aren't sharing their story at that time. Now, of course, there's thousands and thousands of podcasters. Oh, my God. There's so much bullshit motivation stuff out there, too. It kills me. That's why I don't even I, I don't remember what I know, labeled this in, in probably personal journals or entertainment, even in iTunes. I don't remember. But I was like, no motivation. I mean, yes, I aim to to help you in your life. Yes, I aim to answer your specific questions. 
in a way that you can do something about to get the life that you want. By all means, that is my heart. But fuck labeling it motivation because other than Tony Robbins, and maybe you could come at me with a, a handful of other people like, yeah, you know what? They're good. Yeah, they were good. But the the mass, the mass is a bunch of douche nozzles who either think affirmations will save the world. Not that there's, we've talked about this in Success Freaks, not that there's anything wrong with having something that means something to you and you say it and it it makes you feel better. That's fine. I'm talking about people who go, just just use these affirmations and it, you'll just do much so much. No, you won't. You really won't. Just saying something over and over and over again without action does jack shit for you. People, I'll buy my book. Yeah, I have a book. Well, I kind of co-wrote a book. Is it going to change your life? Fuck no, it's not going to change your life. I don't know. Maybe it will if you if you want that, if you need that. Who's to say? But I don't have a system that if you just do this, you just do this shit, you'll change your life. I don't know why I'm getting on this negative stuff. But I do believe that what I'm saying here will change the world because it's changed my world. And I see it affect my world on a daily basis. I see when I really plug into everything that I believe, every story that I tell here, every thing that I've learned in my life, when I, I find when I focus inward too much, when I find myself too exhausted, when I become that asshole, because I still can be a grumpy asshole. That's when things start getting hard. It's tough. And, and I see my wife is angry. My kids are angry. and uh, Fuck the world. But it, it's, it is. It's a lot like Peter walking on water. And that story can be an allegory. But it's an allegory to your life of when shit's getting tough, it's because you took your eyes off of what you truly wanted and what you truly believed. So let's say Peter and walking on water is a true story. I was raised to believe it's a true story. I have no reason to believe, to believe otherwise. But it could easily be an allegory, and let's do both. An allegory, children, is a parable. It's a story that you tell that is untrue, but it has parallel meanings in your life. That it is, oh, I can do this, this, and that. So Peter, on the boat, storms raging, they see Jesus, well, a ghost, an apparition, whatever, coming out from the beach, walking on water. Freaked him the fuck out, right? Because if it's true... It's going to freak you the fuck out to see somebody not only walking on water, but in the midst of a massive storm that's that's also life-threatening to you on the boat, much less walking on water. Jesus calls out, hey, yo, dudes, it's me, Jay. And, and Peter's like, oh, yeah, who's you? Tell me to come to you. He's like, all right, dog, come on. What? <laughs> and, and Peter gets out, and he's walking on water, according to the story. As long as he's watching what he wants. All right. I think it's you. I, I, something in me says it's you. Call me. Fine. Come to me. And fuck it. I'm going to do this. And land. It doesn't say how he got out of the boat, right? Now, this is a big-ass fishing boat. And did he climb down a rope? Did he just jump? I mean, I don't think every story in the Bible is literal. Absolutely. I mean, there's definitely some real stuff there, I believe. There's some real stuff there. I believe fucking magic exists in this world that we... That it's, it's our distractions and our mental bullshit that keeps us from tapping into it. And you can call Jesus magic. You can call it spiritual power. Either way you call it, there's fucking power out there. But how the hell did he get to the water? I mean, dude, that's like a 10-foot drop in most fishing boats. I, I I don't know the technicality necessarily of fishing boats at that time. But did he jump down and smack? Like, I don't know. But the story goes, he's walking on water. 
And as long as he's seeing what he believes in, what he's going to, he's good. But what until he started noticing the waves and went, oh, fuck. There's lightning, there's storms, there's waves. This shouldn't be happening. Did he start? And it says he started to sink, which uh, yeah, I need more reality here. I need to I need to understand the truth. If this is a true story, I'd rather you just stop embellishing and go, that motherfucker drowned. He went and fell right in. I mean, just give me stop. Stop giving me bullshit. Give me the words. Uh, and that's the thing about life. When I forget who I am sometimes. Now, I don't fully forget, right? I am who I am as the one of the heads of the GSTU. I am who I am as the 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 guy who helps bring a great show every week and breaking the panel. I am who I am when I bring Pokemon Go, when I guest show, when I do EMS Underground, when I go to trivia and I'm just asking the questions and entertaining the audience. I remember who I am, okay? So it's not like I ever forget and become this desolate, drunkard, nobody who won't do anything to earn money. I bring who I am where I am. When I forget about the rock god parts of life, when I when I forget about the guy who shapes reality, who affects the universe, who puts dents in the universe every time he puts his feet on the floor. You know, that's who I want to be. That's who I am. That's the person out there. When I forget that part of it and let myself be distracted, let myself fall to the focus of everything around me. Because there's so many opportunities. Go play with the kids, which is a good thing. But too much of a good thing becomes a bad thing. Earn the money. Good thing. Too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Sleep. Good thing. Again, you get it. When I, I Unbalanced, perhaps, is the word that I'm looking for. When I allow myself to become unbalanced, to, to, to lean, to go towards one direction over another, instead of focusing on who I am and where I'm going in the world and what I do every day, that's where I forget things. That's where I stress and I make myself exhausted and get ugly with my kids instead of teaching moments and snap off at my wife instead of smacking her on the ass and telling her how sexy she is. <laughs> you know, that's that's why I lost my way in doing this show. And that's why I'm like, you know what? Now I'm reminding myself this is where I need to be. This is my center. So what are you putting your energy into? At one point. I freak out about the bills, right? And this is almost every month. So you all know the story. If you've been listening for a long time, you know the story. If not, here's a very short version. In December, well, actually in October of 2016, this is recorded in 2017. In 2016, I started, I had gigs six out of seven nights of the week. So every night I'm doing something to earn money. I'm having a blast. It's karaoke. It's bingo. It's trivia. And I'm, I'm just... Man, I'm on point, and I'm doing my stuff, and I'm putting the shows out there. And the one night a week that I'm not out working out of the house, I'm doing a podcast. I, I had podcasting day where I do two or three shows in a day, and I'm doing this stuff, right? And life's good. We're paying our bills and then some, and I can work on during the day. I can work on network stuff, and I can rest. I can play my games. It, it, it's, it is what it is. But here's the rule, the law, the, the truth in life. Nothing is ever guaranteed and everything changes. And so some of my gigs started to go away. The business is closed. Uh, one was a guy who came back and basically wanted his gig and took it from me 
okay? You know, it, it, the my my uh, my team that helps me get the gigs, you know, we work together. We are a team. They're not my team. We're a team together. Uh, the people who scheduled the gigs didn't like that, but it was out of their hands. And, of course, I didn't like that because I fucking lost a good bit of money on that. Uh, you know, when a business folds or they just let us go because they, they're doing something else, it hurts. And I lost a lot of my income that way. So then I started the bigger hustle doing different things. Well, ever since then, you know, we've made the bills. But it's there's been times like we might pay bills late. Uh, there's been times in the middle of the month where we're like, we don't know unless something comes in and we get paid quickly. We don't know if we're going to pay all the bills this month. So that's a stress, right? And there's a, a point in the month where that as a human being kicks in. And I start going, I got to work more. I got to do more. And it's very hard to get off of that train. And this show pays me nothing. I talk about the patrons because this is a recording that will be out there forever. This is a recording of a video that will be forever for the patrons. And so I thank the patrons. Uh, Actually, okay, so I do have a patron. And I get paid a couple bucks a month. And I turn around actually and support somebody else with that. Uh, so this show pays me nothing directly to my pocket. And I do want to thank the people who are supporting me right now. Uh, I, I apologize. There was no, uh, you heard it in my voice. There was no disrespect, no ungratefulness there. The point is, it's easier for me to focus on Pokemon Go because that brings money to the table. It fuels the business side of it. I mean, a decent amount of money goes into the business, but also puts money in my pocket and lets me do what I need to do to keep things going forward. Uh, then the, uh, breaking the panel brings in some money as well. And breaking the panels, opening doors to dragon con, opening doors to other places, opening doors. And it, it's, it's growing is, it's doing some massive stuff. Both of those have large audiences. This show has a very tight, small audience and that's okay. You've never heard me complain about it. And I'm not complaining about it now. These are truths. These are realities. This is, sh- this is the shit I do on the show. I will tell you the truth about my life and what's going on. And the truth is, when my family's demanding attention and when my shows that are successful are demanding attention and I have one that feels like a passion project, it tends to fall down the list. Here's what I need to do about that. I need to truly love it or let it go. And if I love it, it doesn't fucking matter if 50 people listen or 5,000 people listen. If I love it, it doesn't matter currently if it brings in $5 million or no dollars. Because I love it. If I love it. And I do. That's what I'm here to say. I do. I do love it. But my energies, when I am building a network. Now, here's the shift in the show. And this goes hand in hand with it. This is this is what happened. Some of the things that have happened this last month that I haven't been recording uh, that I took thoughts about is I do Wednesday nights. I do breaking the panel and we record that. And that's somewhat flexible. Both Chris and Klotz have expressed that they are they are flexible. They can move to a different night, you know. And and we moved from two. We were doing it Tuesday nights at five, I think, to Wednesday nights at six because I got a job uh, on Tuesday nights, and Chris needed a little extra time, so we we shifted nights. We all agreed to it. It worked. Boom! We're flexible. We're a team. Thanks, guys, for supporting me and letting me go earn some money on Tuesday nights. And every once in a while, I'll get a gig on Wednesday. In fact, I think I have one at the end of this month that uh, I will need to either move the night or have them record without me. 
and, and it's a one-time thing. But they said, if you get a regular gig on Wednesdays, we want you to get paid. We want you to take care of your family. We will talk about what night to move it to. We're, we'll ha- we're helping you. So that's a great thing. But where does that, where is that line drawn, right? So if breaking the panel is a flagship show of Giant Size Team Up Network, I need to treat it like such. I need to, we have to be the best at what we do. Not that we're better than anybody else, but if we're going to call ourselves the the leaders of the network, if we're going to say this show sets the precedent for every other show in the network, this is how this network runs. And that's the idea of, of any network I want to be a part of. If you've heard one show, you have a good idea what to expect from the other shows. It'll vary from place to place for sure. Botched podcast, man. Those guys have a great sense of humor and a sense of comedic timing that makes that more of a comedy show than Breaking the Panel ever could be. But every show has humor. Every show has laughter. Every show has conversation. But the conversation on Breaking the Panel is going to be more human-based, more issues of the day, the human connection, very rock God-esque from all three of us going, it's not about the headline and about reporting the news. For us, it's about digging deeper and why is this happening and what's going on and how can we make it better? How can we we move this thing forward? That's the heart of breaking the panel, whereas on DC on screen, you'll get you know the news and what they think about the news and you'll get the the movies and the reviews and the shows and the breakdowns and what they thought of it and that great conversation there. But it's a whole different flavor. On Pokemon Go, you'll get PG-13 dad jokes. And on Botched, it's it's the dark web. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> it's a whole different ballgame. But what I'm saying is you get the point. Is When you hear one, you get an idea of what you're going to get from all. We elevate the conversation. We speak from our hearts. We're friends. We are the human connection. And you feel like you can be a part of that. All of that. And you'll find something that resonates with you and you can connect to. And that's what I want on a network. So if I want that, I have to put work into it. I have to build this thing. So I protect breaking the panel as much as I can and go, I'd rather stay away from a regular paying gig on Wednesday nights because this is important to me. While this is breaking the panel is not a full regular paying gig yet, it brings in some money and that money helps go to forward the the company and forward what we're going to do with with graphics and, and growing the show is protected but it's not paid so there are times when I, say, I can take a one-time gig but i'd rather stay away from every wednesday thursday nights i don't do anything pokemon go it brings in money it really fuels the business it's important people are loving it it's a great audience and Brian and Joe need me to be the rock of that show, to be the guy who can always be there because sometimes Brian can't be there. Sometimes Joe, rarely, but sometimes Joe can't be there. Joe has, as far as I can tell, Joe has zero desire to to drive that show and be be the A-type personality. He loves what he does. He loves bringing the stories. He loves being the expert. He loves throwing in the jokes and being a part of our team. I love that they need me to drive that show, to be the guy that says, yeah, I'll record it all. I'll handle all the tech. I will make sure everything runs right. I will bring my expertise to the table and run a great show. And I'll be I'll be that third of the team. You know, so Thursday nights are out because 
Sometimes we go at seven o'clock for Ibit. Sometimes we go at eight o'clock for Joe. And that's the compromise we've made to help with the team, all of us. And it's protected. And that's, that's what I want to talk about for this last part of the show is what do you truly want out of life? What do you want in your life, in your relationship? If you want a better marriage, put the goddamn TV remote down for a second for one night and talk to your wife, talk to your husband, talk to your significant other. If you want better income, instead of fucking around on Facebook, take an hour to fuck around on Craigslist and find job listings, to go to monster.com, to go to to your local newspaper, your big one. Like for us, it wouldn't be Conyers where I live. It'd be the Atlanta Journal-Constitution to see job postings. Do that for a minute if you want better pay in your life. If you want to be happier, find something that makes you happy and do that. I told you earlier in the show I'm having a hard time making myself relax. So I did. I said, you know what? Tonight, I'm going to sit down, put away my computers, and I'm going to grab my Xbox controller, and I'm going to play the Rise of the Tomb Raider for whatever time I get into it. You know, sometimes I get two or three hours. Sometimes I get 30 minutes. But I would do that, and it felt so much better. Or like last night, and Wednesday nights are a good night for us to do a fire in our fire pit. So as soon as I'm done with breaking the panel, I go upstairs, and everybody's already outside, ready to go. The fire's already set up. We light it, and I sit out there for a good two hours with my wife and the kids. No tech, no nothing, just down, just staring at the fire, just talking and having a conversation with my family. And then my wife, uh, my kids went to bed. My wife had to go over to her brother's house for a little bit. So I get my tablet out. I'm watching Gotham in front of the fire. I got to tell you, I love, oh, my God, do I love the age that we live in to where I can have this magic piece of glass and metal in my lap that weighs almost nothing, and I'm watching an awesome goddamn TV show that came on three years ago because it's the first season of Gotham's what I'm still in. And, you know, and there it is, just at the touch of the button, sitting in my lap. And I'm watching it by magic. No goddamn strings, no cables, no hardship, no VCR bullshit, no storage that I hope doesn't go bad. I just hit the button and I'm watching it. And in my other hand, I have this other magic piece of plastic and glass that lets me play a game or talk to message people like Jason Goss and Phil Keating and Chris Wisdom and talk to these guys while I'm enjoying my fire outside in beautiful weather. And then when my wife comes back, I shut all that stuff down. And again, we go back to hanging out because I invest in me and I'm investing in my life and my happiness. And that's what you need to do. Where are you putting your, where are you putting your energy? If it's just pay the bills, pay the bills, pay the bills. Guess what opportunities will keep coming to you. You'll keep paying the bills maybe, maybe you'll get better income. But if you're not prepared for the better income, you're going to outspend it. And maybe you'll get more income, but you're going to keep growing. What you got to do is goddamn remind yourself every day, what are you doing it for? I would love a better income so that I can do more podcasting, so I can do more giant size team up, so I can do more rock God. And that's my life. And that's what's bringing security and safety and financial stability to my house that's what i do you know that's what i love and so when i was thinking about i kept attracting these opportunities to get another gig this night another gig that night i i literally to myself went no what's important if giant size team up is my future i have to protect that because the now i talked about the threefold man the past the present and the future 
I've told stories about dealing with my past. I still have some stuff in there, right, that I need, need to deal with my past. But my past self, mostly dead and gone. Mostly, I went to the cocoon of healing for a decade and came out the rock out of podcasting. I got a butterfly wing tattooed on my ass. You want me to pull my pants down and show you? <laughs> I really don't, but, you know, I just wanted to gross you out for a second. Uh, but the thing is, I deal more with the now. How do I take care of my family now and the future? How do I make a better life for myself and my family? And where do I want it to look like? Where do I want it to go? And if I'm always taking pay me now, right now gigs and canceling the stuff that is actually building what's important, then I'm be stuck in the pay me now mindset. And when I say if you're not prepared for better income, if you're in that pay me now mindset, and, oh, you're working. Oh, you got a raise. Oh, that's so much better. I got five grand more a year. That's going to be X amount of money at home. Or, you know, hey, I got this opportunity, this better job, and it pays me better, and I'm closer to home. So I can be home more, no commutes. Well, the habits are there. We build the habits. We live and die by our habits because we're human beings. And the habits are there to earn, to earn, to earn. And if you, all you have to do is be aware of it. That's it. No smokers. I'm not talking about you have to just want to quit. And as long as you know it's bad for you and you quit, you can just quit. No, that's a fucking chemical addiction. There are stories. My grandfather has a story of it. I've, I've met other people. I have the story that said, one day, you know what? I decided I was going to quit, put them down, never pick them up again. More power to you. And I feel like you're leaving a pretty big gap out of where you struggled with the cravings and you, you were angry or it was a hard time. I, I feel like you're leaving a pretty big chunk of that story out, but more power to you. There are others who got, you know, the medicines and the patches and the, I'm not saying you can't quit, but, but please hear me when I say, all you have to do is be aware and it fixes everything. That's a pretty deep yet shallow statement at the same time. It depends on how you take it. So, if you're aware that you're building these habits, as I try to keep myself aware of I'm building habits, yes, I want to earn more money, but I understand I want to work less and earn more if that makes sense. Work smarter, not harder. And really what I want to do is create and live in this energy and this excitement that I get to bring to the table. This I got one more story to tell along those lines. I'll get out of it. But that's what came down was I said, no, I'm sorry. I can't do that Thursday night gig because I'm already booked. I'm booked. I'm, I'm already locked into something. And that, th that something is Pokemon Go podcast because it's part of my investment in Giant Size Team Up. I will make time during the week to meet with Paul Klotz and Brian Ibbett and Chris Wisdom and work on stuff with the network, the business end of it. How do we grow? What's the next steps? Just keeping reminders going you know paul's working on some artwork for the network you know, you're getting that taken care of so i just said hey you're gonna stay on top of that i appreciate you man you know chris is working on an ad for the network writing the the script thank you man uh, uh ibit is work has been doing the working on the t-shirt stuff for pokemon go and he, he handles the server stuff and and the hosting and thank you man you know, just just that's how i say it. it's never a reminder hey are you on this is Thank you for keeping on handling that. And then I'm clear about I'm handling, I'm, I'm working with Travis Jones on this day, and I'm working with you know, so-and-so on that day. You know, this is what I'm doing. So we're all communicating. We're all working together. And we all make it a priority in our lives to say this is our future. Because if you don't work on the future, if you don't protect the future, if you refuse to, to do that and you focus on the now only, that's where you'll always be, what you have right now. Is that what you want? And if it is what you want, if you're already living that life, if you're fucking Kevin Smith, then now it's pretty goddamn awesome from the outside looking in. He has a happy marriage. He has a, a happy kid. 
He has a career that he gets to create what the fuck he wants to create and go play with toys like Supergirl and Flash. As toys as in, you know, making the shows and doing that stuff. His now is great, but his his now is his future. His now in the past was tough shit, and he invested. And, and it's a famous story. Go look it up. How he made clerks. He got a credit card and maxed it out and this and that and the other and made this film, and he invested in his future. You've got to do that. But if you unbalance, which I did before, I put so much into investing in the future before I made massive mistakes of taking care of the now, and I wasn't even dealing with the past either. So where are you putting your energy? Where's the balance in it? So, yeah, I've turned down some paying gigs to invest in. Well, Pokemon Go is a paying gig, but to also invest in Giant Size Team Up to invest in breaking the panel. And I've also found ways to work with shows, make appearances on other shows, and say, hey, I can only give you 45 minutes because I've got another gig. I do that same night, but I'll, I'll put that effort in. So here's the last story I want to tell that balances all this stuff out and is, is so good. And, and why Rock God is still so important to me because it is, it is a way to teach everybody how to follow their steps, to follow my steps, to get what they, what you want out of life. That's why it's important because I don't feel like people are doing that enough. I don't think people are showing their mistakes, showing their steps, or even fucking realizing how the hell did I get here? So I try to do that every day, and that's what I'm going to bring back to the show and commit myself here. If I have to do it without Mike, I have to do it without Mike, and I hate that, but that might be the way it goes. If I have to do it at times where people can't tune in on YouTube as part of the Patreon, as part of my inner circle, as part of the World Rockers, if I do it at a time that you can't be here, that's just the way it goes for right now because you got to do what you got to do. And here's my last Sunday, okay? And it hit, it hit. Every fucking high note in my life, man. So this day was perfect. So Sunday mornings, I have this amazing gig with Metron. You can find it at bishinthenow.com. Uh, there's links to the live services on Sundays. You go to YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash bishinthenow and see all the videos that I produce. Because I'm the producer there. Jim Swilly does the message. And he and I are on point. We say a lot of the same stuff. We see the world very, very clearly, uh, similarly. And, uh, I mean, I didn't mean to say clearly, but similarly, and he comes up with stuff that I would never think of. And hopefully I come up with stuff that he'd never think of, but we, we are synergistic. We work well together. And I love this project because it allows me to learn more about video and more about tweaking and more about gear versus technology and, ver you know, being clear on the steps to make sure everything's set up right. And all the stuff I learned there, I get to apply across the board to my podcast and to my videos and whatnot. So I get to do that that Sunday morning, and this so I get there at nine thirty ish, nine forty five, and myself and BJ are setting up, and we're talking, we're getting all the gear set up, and messing with lights. I'm learning more about lighting. Who knows how that'll come into play later? But because of this project, I'm learning about lighting more and how to make it work for us, and this and that and the other. And we get all that set, and I'm leaving by around noon, because and that's early because we usually get out of there about one, but I have to leave early because. I've got this date with Dragon Con and my wife because of, of three years of, uh, well, one year of volunteering, but three years of really putting in energy and effort to whatever I can do to make it, make it better. Whatever I can do to help with my, you know, the podcast track, that's what I'll do. And I put all that time in. And after last year, I really got a whole lot of FaceTime on the panels at Dragon Con. And for me, that just feels self-serving, which I'm okay with self-service. I'm okay with putting my celebrity out there, putting my energy out there, putting myself out there so you know who I am to grow what I do. I'm okay with that. But I truly still have the heart of what can I do to help. 
And so when Dunaway came to me at the end of last year, said, man, you helped out more than you can ever know. Like, you you, you sure? Because I just felt like I, I got to be the man on the microphone and show off the whole goddamn time, which I love. But he goes, no, nah, yeah, yeah. So then he, he reached out, and I got, to, I got to be a volunteer, an official volunteer last year and help with that. Because of being a volunteer in the system, Dragon Con had a volunteer appreciation day at Dave and Buster's, which is a great adult arcade. And food was free, and half the games were free. They gave you money towards the other games. And I told my wife about it, I could bring plus one. So I told her, I said, I want you to go to this. Now, I'll take a kid. I'll do, I'll do whatever. But my first priority is I want you to go. She was absolutely, I don't do enough for my, this is her words, I don't do enough for myself. And I, I've been really busy. I'm going to mark that day. I'm going to protect that day. And we're going to go out on a date because I really want to go do that with you. And because of my podcasts. Because of my podcast history, because of my heart to help and investing in my future of podcasting, I got to be a volunteer in Dragon Con and, and still get my name all over the place, my face all over the place, and still serve in a need that needs to be served, which in turn got me a free date at a place that my wife and I love to go. And so that was right. I mean, I literally left the service early. So the service project that I get to invest in somebody else get to do this great stuff with video and lighting and I'm learning new stuff and I, I'm leading this team and I love this project Metron check it out I got to do that nothing really to do with podcasting but it's live production live show how do I make this better for him to then in turn later on live make it better for me to then doing a date with my wife because that's important and still being in the geek world and having no, that's because of my podcasting that got us there. That was amazing. We didn't spend, well, we did. We spent about 20 bucks because we wanted to have some more fun. So we bought some more uh, points to use on the games. But still, didn't have to spend a dime. I mean, man, Dragon Con went all out for, for a volunteer day. That was, it was great. Got this great t shirt. It was, it was awesome. And that was mid afternoon, right? So we, we finished that up. We're home by dinner time. And right after dinner, I'm guest starring on another show. So I get to be a broadcast podcasting on somebody else's show. I get to share stories in an arena that I never get to share these stories on. And just get to reminisce about my childhood and work with these amazing guys. Uh, you know, I'll go ahead and say it. It's coming out. It's the retro show with Phil and Chris. And they had me on. So that hit that high note of uh, they treated me like a celebrity. And I love, I mean, thank you guys. I mean, I just, anybody, everybody loves being made feel important. And the, the given the opportunity to be a part of their show and be a part of what they're creating, that, man, that just hit that podcast is where it's at. This is what I love moment. Then I left them to go to a karaoke gig. And I went and hosted karaoke that Sunday night. And... Got to do the live show, right? And where I'm on the mic and I'm entertaining people and, and let me help you have fun. And, and I'm putting on the entertainment and the show. And that Sunday hit every note that I love in my life. You know, projects to help others that teach me something that are worthwhile, that change the world. Date with my wife, investment in my, my family life. Being a celebrity and getting to put my voice and my face out in front of people. And being the host to let you have a great time. Those are things that made me so excited. And Sundays are a tough day for me. Sundays are already exhausted. I'm usually very, very tired uh, by Sunday night. And I did take a five, half of a five-hour energy uh, just to keep me going for sure. But hitting those moments, in those moments, in between the moments, I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. 
So, you know, I'm sitting on the couch. I'm trying to pass out. Like, oh, it's time for me to go be on the retro show. And then I'm excited and awake. That's what living the lot, the perfect life, the dream life, the your rock God life. That's what's living the rock God life is all four of those things. Well, the Metron absolutely pays part of my bills. I mean, they pay me well to do that. Don't tell them I'd probably do it for free because I need the money. <laughs> but they, they do. They pay me well. And investing in the retro show is investing in Giant Size Team Up, which is my future. Investing in my wife is my future. And then the karaoke gig pays me right now. And it's something I love to do. Sure as fuck beats flipping burgers at... Uh, no, no, no. Let me tell you something. Sure as fuck beats washing dishes in a sink that's below your belt line so your back hurts after 10 minutes of doing it and you still got another two hours of washing dishes. That's a job I had that paid me $8 an hour. Hosting karaoke... Sure as fuck beats the hell out of that. So that's what I'm telling you. Chase your life. Know what you love. Why do you keep going if you don't truly love it? Well, that's the thing. Do you truly love it? That's something I had to ask myself about Rock God. Do I truly love it? Is it important or am I just saying it's important? Is it a great show for me? Yeah, I want to hear if it's a great show for you, but I had to answer for myself. Is it a great show? Is it worth doing if nobody listens? Because that's the fucking podcast love. If you're doing the right project, if you love it, it's important even if nobody listens. Because you can do something that a million people listen to, and it's shit. I mean, it leaves you empty. It drains you. It's horrible. I left a successful show. Success Freaks was a successful show. We had a paid sponsorship. We were making money. It took us to conferences that I can now not afford to go to. But it became not. It became, I needed to do something different. It went from feeding me to starving me. And I had to I had to go a different path. And that's so that's the thing. That's the conundrum. Is it something that's important that you do even if nobody's listening, if you never get paid for it? And that's what I had to come to myself and say, yeah, it's important. Because the question of why go on, if you say you love it and you're not doing it, why push that rock up the hill? That's a that's a question. That's a legitimate question that you have to answer. Because it'll give getting the answers will free you. So that's why I'm doing it on a Thursday afternoon with one viewer. Hey. Hey, viewer, one viewer on YouTube, and uh, currently, and you know, recording the podcast alone, and doing alone shows is difficult. Having that feedback, having that interaction, is much easier to do. But this is how the show needs to be. So I hope you got something out of today. I hope that I needed this. I absolutely needed this. I needed to talk out my thoughts. I needed to get my path out. I needed to hit those moments that I feel. We'll that I feel are changing my life. So since they changed my life, I feel they're hopefully changing your life. I needed to get that done. And I appreciate you listening to it. But let me know. I need your questions. I mean, oh, my God, I tell you, it gets me so fired up just to get a simple question from somebody on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash rock out of podcasting. To message me if you have my direct link. Uh, I'm not saying I'll take all comers. I have to have something in common with you. I have to know why we're connecting on Facebook, but facebook.com forward slash Charles McFall, or just look up Charles McFall because it might be forward slash bear crawling on Facebook. I can't remember. Uh, it's my personal page. I don't lock people out. You can see everything I do, but I've become more selective in who I friend, uh, because I friended a lot of people from other countries during a game show that I did, um, from the helicarrier about Marvel Avengers Alliance. And I took every invite. Well, after that show was done, I started realizing there's a whole lot of posts on my page I can't read. And I'm not going to bother to hit translate or, you know, figure out what's going on. So I unfriended them just because I don't know you. 
And that's the thing. If you request a friendship of me, I hope I'll go look at your page. I'll see what we have in common. I see if I want to. Honestly, we could be friends like in person, like I can talk to you and we'll connect. But if you rather use your Facebook page to talk about one side or the other of politics all the time, or if I, I had this happen the other day, uh, it's somebody I didn't really know, but they're putting out articles from, honestly, a fake news source. I mean, I went to Snopes, and it said that's a fake news source, putting out articles like, you don't need dairy. Dairy does nothing for your body. Dairy actually harms you, but money, a huge campaign has lied to, to the world about how great milk is, and you should stop. Unfriend, you're a fucking idiot. So if you send me a request and half your posts are, lay Donald Trump or fuck Donald Trump, another half of your posts are from sites that obviously are just pop-up news sources that don't have credible relationships with anybody, they're saying milk is the worst thing that's ever happened to your body and only because of millions of dollars of advertising do we even think it's good for us. Go fuck yourself. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, just saying, you're not going to want to be my friend if that's the case. But, yeah, if you can direct message me, that's fine. You can message Rock God Page. Uh, Twitter is at Rock God Pod. You can message me there. You can tweet at me there. I love the questions. Email me, rgop at charlesmcfault.com. I get, it changes everything just to know that somebody's out there listening and this is what they want me to speak on. It, it brings a whole different – I am less rambly. I'm way less rambly when I'm answering your question than when I'm answering mine. Because I'm answering mine, I'm digging through my path. I'm digging through my story. And sometimes I, I circle around. And that happens. So hit me up. Speakpipe is on rockgodpodcasting.com. You are just as much a part of this journey as I am. I need your help. Please hit me up. Let's change the energy and get me excited. And thank you again for listening. I love everybody. I do. I love everybody who listens. I love everybody who's a part of it. Even if I never hear from you. I love that you're a part of this. I know that people are downloading and listening to it. And thank you very much for being a part of this journey. Okay, podcasters and YouTubers. My name is Mike Woodard, otherwise known as producer slash audio engineer for the Rock God of Podcasting. Look, you know you're producing amazing content, but is your audio game as tight as it needs to be? If you need to level up the overall sound of your show, I'm your guy. If you need a kick-ass intro for your show, I'm your guy. If you hate the sound of your own voice and just need someone to handle your voiceover narration, I'm your guy. Need music beds? Need sound effects? Just go to mikeatthemike.com. Check out my demos and take a look at my rates. You can sound better than you do and I can help. Mike at the mic.com.